The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. Hey, and once again, welcome to the palatial green room here in Las Vegas. Of course, this is the Inbox Studio. I'm the big fabu John Fondy, welcoming you to our November 18th show. And of course, it says Inbox. And if you're just joining us for the first time, I invite you to join us uh, on our website. That's InboxedRadio.com. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D Radio.com. We've got a chat room right there that Anthony will be monitoring and sending questions to us. that will be answered live by the experts we'll have on the show. And also, if you're listening to us here, here also again at webmasterradio.fm there's a chat room there and of course uh, Brasco will be uh, manning the ones and twos and twisting the dials for us today and he'll get those questions to us by uh, our very super secret super private back office chat room so we could take those questions and funnel those out and we've got a great show planned for you today and we've got some great experts uh, today's show we're going to be talking with Dr. Delivery he's back in the country he's back in the ER and he's going to go ahead and slap on those latex gloves and tell us a little bit Actually, about his I think, his I think he's in quarantine and, uh, right now John I think they've got a public quarantine at the airport. Well, they have quarantine, right? <laughs> and uh, talk about his travels as well. And then, of course, um, we'll have uh, the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi. We're going to talk about Kevin's Corner today. And, of course, Kevin's Corner is, uh, uh, is a segment that we, we really kind of dig in deep. And we've got a couple of different segments here. We're going to talk about, you know, um, some things that, uh, that, that really are kind of a, that are apparent to the industry. And basically the topic is it's bad enough when marketers deal with so many challenges that they don't have to deal with dishonest vendors that on the top of that. So, okay. Kevin's going to Kelly from uh, the Internet Law Center. We're going to talk about an item we kind of bring up, broke, brought up a little bit last week, and that item was about you know what kind of controls the government really does have, and how close we are getting into losing a lot of the privileges and the privacies that we basically have. And always great to have Bennett on the show. He was with us back at Ad Tech. We had a great show, and we're going to talk about Bennett's blisters. Actually, is what we're going to talk about on that as well. Blisters. <laughs> <So. laughs> <laughs> but we had a great time walking around New York City and Times Square and, and uh, had a great, great ad tech show. And as we get closer to the other shows, we'll talk a little bit more about affiliate convention that's coming up here next month and bring the curators of that show on as well as also uh, Affiliate Summit taking place here in Las Vegas. So now um, I think we're still out there looking for uh, the doctor. And uh, so when the doctor checks in, Brasco will let me know. But uh, also with us is the click father, Kevin G. Vincenzi. Kevin, thanks so much for being on the show today. Hey, John. Thank, thank you so much. Um, you know, we should tell everybody, I just took pictures, as you know, I walked into your studio and took pictures of your uh, new car that we got you. Uh, Anthony's going to post them up on the website. I know everybody else will see about the Affiliate Summit, but uh, <clears throat> I think it'll be, yeah, uh, it'll it be great to show everybody uh, how we roll. Um, well, you know, the thing is really, really great. You don't just think about yourself. You think about other people. And I was so surprised when I, when I walked in and saw my new company car with those shiny wheels on it. And it had that really, really nice little glove compartment on it as well. And I, it, it really touched me, Click. It touched me a lot. Ah, 
it's, it's our pleasure, John. <laughs> anyway, unless unless uh, unless fun news, um, a couple things. Um, talking about ISPs, you know, one of the the biggest things that marketers face are um, they have they have a lot of challenges. Obviously, when they're out there, and the last thing you want to do is work with an ISP that's dishonest. And unfortunately, more and more, because it's such a competitive space, are becoming dishonest using dishonest tactics. Um, there's a company I want to warn everybody about. The name of the company is Keyway.net, and I know a lot of uh, mailers use them. I can tell you that I guess because the customer service is so bad as it's been for the past few months, we used to use them as well. Um, they're now putting everybody on three-month non-refundable contracts. So what that means is they put you on a three-month contract. They've got three months of your money plus a setup fee. If it takes them a month and a half to set up, which is taking them with us and with others, it um, doesn't matter. They already start the clock. They're already billing you. Um, in addition, if you get any sort of complaint on anything, we've had other people that have had you know one complaint on one box. They shut down every box and kept their, their money for three months on each and every one of those boxes. To me, it's a scam. I wrote them an email on Sunday and told them they should be ashamed of themselves for doing business that way, but I do want to say be very careful. Any ISPs you do business with at this point, I mean, we're, we're legitimate. Everybody's trying to make money, so to have somebody just go out and outright steal money from, from, uh, from our pockets is really not uh, the way this business is supposed to be run. So Keyway.net, shame on you, and I hope nobody uses you again. Uh, and trust me, you're not stealing my $6,000. I've already got to charge back in. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's my little rant in regards to... Um, in regards to ISPs, be very careful. Um, you know, negotiate your stuff up front and make sure that they can't uh, come back and, and find the technicality that they most times know is going to happen. Um, this is not 1998 anymore. You're not hiding. You're not just trying to find servers that will allow your mail. Your legitimate marketer is sending legitimate mail, so make sure you have a contract that uh, protects both sides, not just uh, one side. Oh, well, that, there you go. Got it. Well, that, that's true, and that's one of the things about inboxradio.com is you're going to find information like this. I mean, and not only is there a lot of information that comes out from us, but a lot of information that comes in from us. So tuning in from time to time. Sure. And we really designed the show, our Click Father, around uh, providing uh, a, a resource and a tool no pun intended, for the industry so that they could really find out these things where they, where they, they, don't, learn, they don't learn the hard way, and, uh, and, and that's essentially what happens. And, you know, I'll just remind you that we, we talk about a lot of stuff on here, and a lot of it is, in many cases, it is our opinion, and we'll toss opinions around from time to time. In this particular case, it was Kevin's opinion that he was not happy with that particular service, and Kevin, we appreciate you sharing that, uh, sharing with that, that with our listeners. Absolutely. What would you suggest if if you if you run up against an organization that is requiring a significant upfront fee? Um, what would your suggestion be if you, I, you feel know, in I, this I, case? I, 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 w- I wouldn't do it, John. And the only reason is because uh, most people that want a fee, then they fee- they don't have the service behind it. Obviously, if you're a marketer and the service is being provided to you, you're going to pay your bill month in and month out. Uh, you always have to be leery, and that's in any aspect of life. Um, if somebody's looking for a very large prepay for many months to be prepaid, because either you know, a it's a cash flow problem, which in this case I don't think it is with with these guys, or b they just they figure, hey, we'll just uh, you know shut people down, and it's not you know I, I know you say it's my opinion, John, and I respect that. Although many many mailers have come to me recently, people at ad tech are walking up to me going, you know what, those guys are terrible, they're scam artists. So I mean, it's not uh, it's not just just my opinion. It's it's many people that have had the same. Uh, Horror stories, and I used to, like I said, recommend these guys everywhere. Anybody that's looking for a mailing system, I'd recommend these guys. Not even taking a referral fee or anything. Now, you know, I think that uh, they've obviously changed the, um, and, and now they just decide to do business dishonestly. And, and you know, as I wrote uh, Mr. Richard Lursha an email on Sunday, they should really be ashamed of themselves. 
They really should. Well, and and that's true. And I think that that one of the things is is that that you, a company like this, Kevin, would when when this type of information starts, there's certainly it certainly is going to affect their bottom line when when this information gets around. And and uh, let's face it, it's a very very small industry when it comes to the people that are big in the industry. And maybe that uh, that move right there might uh, might help change somebody else's mind before they get into that. No, definitely, we would hope so. So now. Um, the um, the other thing, and what and what we've got uh, on the phone here, we have Bennett Kelly on the phone with us as well. From the legal standpoint, Bennett, what would you suggest uh, somebody do, and what should they look for uh, to make sure that something that that they don't get scammed up front? Well, it's always important to define your relationship up front, and um, ISP contracts are some of the you know, the worst out there. They're so very one sided, and they allow them to shut you off for almost no reason at all. And so it's important that you try to um, get as much protection as you can as to the terms under which you would be shut off and notice you might get when you're shut off and, um, and also the financial consequences of being shut off. And um, you know, try to avoid prepayments, um, try to avoid penalties and things of that nature. So a lot of people just, you know, they see this very um, small font agreement squeezed into one or two pages and you know, think, okay, it's just standard terms, I'll sign it. But you know, that can have a very big impact on your business. So it's important to read it carefully. And, and you can negotiate. Um, granted, it, it depends on the size of the ISP, how much leverage you have. But um, you know, they, a lot of them don't give give too much. But I've also had some where I've, I've been able to have great success and able to, you know, to get some reasonable terms to protect my client. And so I think it's important that you at least give it a shot. When do you get these, I, I, I uh, agree. I agree, John. A lot of times we just do business figuring that everybody's going to do business fairly and honestly and uh, ethically. And unfortunately, that's not the case. And I think that's where uh, these agreements come in. You know. Well, um, any ideas of, of how to sniff something out like that? And, uh, and if, if somebody does find somebody that is in that arena uh, from the ISP, what should, what well, should they well, the, do, the, in your the, opinion? The, the prepay is the biggest thing, John, because if, you, if it's a month-to-month, then great. Okay, so they're going to beat you on a month. Uh, the way Keyway does things is a setup fee in three months up front. So we set up three servers, have to pay three setup fees plus three months up front on each server. They cancel mm-hmm. them after a week after taking a month and a half to set them up, and they've just gained all that money. You know what I mean? Right. So that's uh, that, that's um, that that's one thing they do, and another thing that's, that that uh, people are unaware of that use keyways to use shared service. So even though you're buying a dedicated server, they're actually just provisioning a certain par- portion of that server as a virtual machine. They're not giving you actual machines. So that's another thing that, uh, and that's why uh, many mailers that use it don't have the same resources they would have if they had their own machine. So. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just food for thought, guys. In those contracts, and Kevin, maybe you can answer this as well. Is there any performance uh, language that's in that contract saying that they will have your, uh, that they'll have, you know, they'll have everything up and working during a particular amount of time? <laughs> of course, of course not. Because again, it's it's that's not the way that they uh, that they do things. I mean, they'll they'll promise you certain things verbally, but written they don't do anything, and it's very ambiguous the way they write everything. It's not. Uh, it's definitely in the marketer's favor, and, and being in this business for as long as I have, you know, years ago you just sat back and took it, you know, and, and I 
that deals with some of the largest ISPs in the country, um, and just whatever the contract was, it was, and it was just part of your business decision. Uh, now, in this day and age, um, you know, there's a lot of great hosts out there. They, they just happen to be somebody that, I guess, because they don't have the service, their customer service is horrible, they never answer their phones, they don't answer their emails. Because of that, they have to, instead, some, some brilliant guy over there, probably this Richard Lurs guy, said, hey, let's just put these people under a contract, you know, and this, this way uh, we'll just take three months, even if they're dissatisfied, we'll make, you know, Fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars off each uh, off each user. You uploaded that? Oh, John, I just found out your car pictures are uploaded on the on the internet. Oh, so if you are listening pictures. to us, you'll want to go to inboxedradio.com. That's inboxedradio.com and check out. Well, not only is it is it a company car, I really look at it as a complete retirement program too. And and uh, you know, and what, what a way to start it off! It gives me such a good feeling that you really that you, that you really care, but you care about all your employees, don't you, Kev? Yeah, I sure do, John. Absolutely. <laughs> and plus, it was such a good smoking deal, I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> Absolutely was. I'm actually uploading. There it is. It's a... All right. Okay, and that's a come inside with a tent, the, uh, too? The, uh, what's that? Does it come with a tent, too? No, it that was not, optional. It does not come with a tent. And, uh, but actually, John and I will be constructing, and my daughter and a few of our employees will be constructing tents on Saturday, John, if you wanted to... Uh, touch on that we will be constructing tents from eight o'clock in the morning that's right. We're going to talk about that in the third segment. And uh, one of the things I brought up also uh, on that we will be talking, we'll talk to Sydney. She's going to talk a little bit about some hot offers and some things that are going on in her neck of the woods. And then also uh, the Click Father and I are going to talk about some charities and some events that are taking place here in Las Vegas. Just so, you know, we do get out, get out from behind the desk from time to time and do some things. Incidentally, that happens to be the new designer issue uh, a director's chair that's sitting next to my, uh, sitting next to my company Vehicle. car. Vehicle and uh, <laughs> uh, yes, sitting next to the vehicle, and then next to that, of course, is uh, is my membership to the gym right there next to it as well. So I stay in shape at the same time. There you go. So <laughs> anyway, we're going to go to a commercial break here in probably just about a minute. But Bennett, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and kind of set things up a little bit for when we come back. You know, the sure. we have to be real careful about what's going on in Washington and and things that take place uh, and it and this this whole this whole business of what can of our identity and what we can what we can't do and what can be requested from us is really somewhat ambiguous but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about an organization who basically was was ordered uh, by the grand jury to deliver up all the names addresses credit card numbers I uh, you know URL addresses email addresses and all that stuff and um, it it just goes With to show you what to do with a gag order to boot, meaning they couldn't talk about that. So, in other words, our privacy rights and the and the rights that we that we have fought in this country so much to achieve, maybe maybe being taken away from us. And and before we go to commercial break, uh, talk a little bit about what's taking place in Washington, particularly I think the roundtable that's coming up the end of next month. Yes. So um, we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll be, of course, talking with Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center, and he's going to talk a little about some of your rights and what's taking place and also what's going on in Washington. So we'll go ahead and flip it on back to Brasco right now. We'll be right back right after these very, very short messages with more on InboxRadio.com. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. 
Choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of surf, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the godfathers of mass distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And that is correct. We are back. Welcome back to InboxRadio.com. If you just join us for the first time, go to Inbox. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D Radio.com. We put posts and... uh, and uh, information up on a daily basis about not only our upcoming show, but also things that we talk about on the show as well. Um, checking in with us now, of course, from his palatial suite, I believe on the 9th or the 10th floor overlooking the Santa Monica Bay, is uh, a gentleman that we not only have a great time with, but he gives us great information as well. I'm talking about from the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Bennett, uh, once again, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, John. It was fun spending some time with you in New York. I'll tell you, it really is. You know, we got a lot of work done there, but we also had a lot of fun. And I know you and I had a chance to really check out some of the sites there in Times Square as well. And uh, <laughs> and uh, it was it was really it was really great. But uh, casual reminder: don't wear new shoes to New York. That's my oh, only tip. Definitely I not. Get, yeah. I, I can be the poster child for that. Well, that and you know, don't wear new shoes to a place where you can't get a cab and you have to walk twenty blocks. So that, that, that is that's true. Now I can't remember. Did did did. Did we end up getting you a cab, or did you just end up walking? I ended up, I walked from um, Javits Center to my hotel, which is around 47th Street, and um, so it was about 20 blocks, and um, I was hurting pretty much the next day, yeah. but um, I live and learn. But uh, there actually was a, a free cab service being offered by a new company oh, yeah, at the Javits Center, which I thought was a really interesting promotion. 
Yeah, it was. I, I saw that, and, and as you and I talked about it before, I, I saw the promotion, and from a marketing standpoint, I didn't, really, I didn't realize that it was a free cab service until you had brought it up, and I actually saw those cars parked outside the Javits Center um, uh, the last day of the show. So, uh, but you're right, if, it, if it's promoted well, that would, have been, that would have been a great opportunity. I wonder how they were able to get that through the New York Transit Authority, though, or if it just slipped under the radar. I think that's probably one of those things where you know, by the time they figure out there's a problem, it's gone. But, um, and it wasn't really a taxi, so it was really um, a ride. I'm sure that they, they got around it that way, but um, this could have been a case of the, the promotion company not talking to the lawyers. But you know, I, for the most part, it was, it was a very good campaign. The ride was good. I actually did it the next day. Um, and... Um, and though there was a generational thing, have you guys seen the French Connection? Yes, I have. And yeah. remember the the Gene Gene Hackman, you know the car car scene earlier on in the movie where he drives right. like a madman, and that was right by where the Javits Center you know was built. And so I asked, I said, you know, so can we can we relive the the, the French Connection? And of course, you know, the kid's in his twenties and he has no idea what I'm talking about. And um, but in any event, he probably so we didn't quite do that. We just did a pretty boring ride up to 47th Street. Now, you can imagine Bennett Kelly sitting in the back seat of a little tiny car and whispering in the driver's ear, hey, can we replay the French connection? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 at least it wasn't the Greek one. But um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, these, cars, these are the smart cars. There is no back seat. Oh, that's right. Hi. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty funny, always having a good time. But speaking of which, we talked about before we kind of led into this, Bennett, um, that there was a case that raised some questions about online journalism and some privacy acts. Most yes. recently, the U.S. Department of Judgment, uh, Justice had sent a formal request to an independent news site ordering it to provide, for lack of a better word, all the details for all the readers that visited that particular site on that a day. certain day. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about that, and, and, and should we be a little concerned about stuff like that? Um, you, you should, but not as much as you think. Um, and so, you know, basically, this case is a cluster, which is you know, a, a legal term, as you know. <laughs> yes, and, um, but what happened here is, um, one, there are guidelines for subpoenas to um, media organizations, or even subpoenas you know, for online information. And, um, and they're supposed to be narrowly tailored. You're supposed to identify the person or persons you're seeking information for, um, for you know, about. So, for example, if I'm seeking information about your visits to a particular site, I would say what I know about you, you know, John Fondy at whatever, and, um, and then you know, see whatever, if I have your IP address or your, your, your email or whatever, um, and then give that and say, what, give us whatever information you have for you know John Fondy's you know, riding through your site that day, and um, and but here they didn't even do that, and so they violated their own guidelines by just asking for um, everything um, that happened on the site that day, and um, that's problem number one. Problem number two is um, any media subpoena is supposed to um, run be run through the. Um, just Department of Washington, and this is an independent. This is the uh, U.S. Attorney for Indiana, and um, that didn't happen. Um, although this was issued um, just in, about ten days into the Obama administration, or you know, two weeks or something like that, into the Obama administration. So these are all holdovers from the prior administration, and so maybe they figured you know, there was no one in Washington to send it to. So um, Attorney General Holder's office um, 
said that you know, they they never even saw it, and not, not even and the acting attorney was the acting attorney general apparently never saw it, and so there's possibility there might be some kind of ethics investigation done within the Justice Department on the procedures that were followed here. But yeah, see, I mean, it is the, the subpoenas which has been withdrawn. Um, it is troubling when you see things like that, and particularly since in, in a grand jury setting, because one thing that's unique about a grand jury as opposed to a subpoena in a lawsuit or you know, a criminal proceeding is grand juries are done in secret, and um, it's actually a crime to talk about what's going on in, in a grand jury. And so here you had um, something that was you know, under the cloak of secrecy where actually they overstepped here. They, they told them that they were under duty um, not to disclose the existence of the subpoena. And actually that that duty of secrecy only applies to testimony given to the grand jury. And it didn't apply in this case. And so they even overstated that. Um, so it, it, hence, you know, the use of the, the Latin word cluster. Um, <laughs> yes. And so I, it, it definitely was, it, it was a mishandled um, in every aspect of it. Um, I think you got to be sensitive when dealing with um, subpoenaing um, media sources, and, and you got to be reasonable in subpoenaing, um, you know, websites for information about third parties. But you know, subpoenaing websites for information about people, you know, isn't isn't anathema, and it's going to be you know increasingly necessary as um, so much of our you know litigation goes to conduct online, um, you know, defamation or you know, cyber smearing or whatever. And, um, and that, you know, I have a number of cases involving that, and it's important that you be able to identify you know, who the nut job out there, you know, who's, who's basically writing your, um, your client's um, reputation to the ground. And that's a, that's a, that's a, a good lead into my next question that, you know, because, uh, because of the different blogs and the different sites that are out there, people, you know, can basically wander through this under the guise of anonymity. And, uh, and in many cases, as you said, you could really take a perfectly good business and maybe that business happens to be your number one competitor and you can, and, and you literally can, can completely close the doors or ruin that particular business. What are the guidelines on something like that and how could you, how could you, if somebody's doing that to you, what would your suggestion be in order to get them to stop before it's too late? Well, I mean, uh, there's a couple of things. One is the people who this actually hurts the most are people with little to no content online. So, um, because there's nothing to crowd it out. And so, um, it's important then, that shows you the value of actually getting information online. And um, but you know I would be just immediate and direct. Say you know send an order to the you know, request that they take it down immediately. And if they don't, um, you may not know who it is, but I would file a John Doe suit where you sue on the name of the party is John Doe, and um, you can then start subpoenaing right away. And I would issue subpoenas to all the the ISPs involved and uh, get the information and then sue. Um, mm-hmm. You know add those right, people to it also about- once you know their ID. So, Bennett, what about, I mean, I, I don't know if you're even aware of this. I've got, uh, if you Google XY7, I've got uh, th- this um, this jerk that, uh, I guess he works for Yahoo, that uh, received a paper letter from me about four years ago at one of the SES shows. They they sent out a letter on my behalf. I never saw the list. I, you know, I, I paid for them to send out a letter. And this guy put this whole rant, Jeremy Zawowski, I think is his name. And if you Google mm-hmm. XY7, he comes up number two. We have sent, repeatedly, we have sent uh, requests to Yahoo, to Google, to remove the link. We cannot get it removed. Uh, letters to him. So, I mean, so what would you do in that case? Because, I mean, I think this is actually a great 
uh, exercise for us. A, I'm going to benefit because we're going to get this damn thing removed finally. <laughs> and B, so what are what are steps in removing something like that? Because this guy is just absolutely slammed. Oh, so here, here, I just found the link. Zawadney? Yeah, that, that yes. idiot, yeah. XY7, rapid response marketing, spammers. I just see the letter Spammers, from right. And, and when you read it, Bennett, he, he goes on to say that he got a, a letter in the mail that he may have stopped by our booth, but somehow we're spammers. Now, if you read all the way through, people expose him and go, he's just an idiot, but the point is he's still got that number two position using his influence for working at Yahoo to be able to do that. How is he able to do that? I mean, maintain that? We don't know. We, we, have, we have sent demands to Yahoo, demands to Google to remove it, and, and we've never gotten a response. But so, you know, how so is he able to maintain there's something you think you can do, I would love to see it, and we'll talk about it next week on the show. I'm sorry? Kevin, how, how is he able to stay on the front page? Um, that's, that's a very good question that I do not know. That's what, I mean, I've had SEO guys look at it too and nobody could figure it out. So, so my, my public challenge to you, Bennett, is let's see if it's still up there next week. Sure. I mean, let's give it a try. <laughs> the, um, the, there are also, there are, there are such things as online, um, PR, um, you know, emergency online PR experts. And what they will no, do No, I have is that. I have, uh, um, what's that called? Reputation Watch. And those are great, great services. Right. But something like and this, they, I think the guy's using his in, inside uh, influence, actually abusing his position to be able to do this. Do we know? Okay. So we'll talk offline about that, obviously. Okay. Um, but, um, yes, it, it's important that, you, if when you, one, when you have things like that, that you try to um, crowd it out and, um, and uh, also try to get them to take it down. And if what they're saying is 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 violating any law, then um, you have to you know, go after them. Same time, I mean, there is still free speech, and um, and so you have to be able to tolerate gripe sites. Um, there was a great um, case out there. Um, Glenn Beck tried to take down some site that was really outrageous. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the site. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, I mean, basically, it was something like you know Glenn Beck. You know, um, you know, rapes small children. That's not really it, but it was something right. really, really uh, any any normal person would find to be greatly offensive. And um, but um, excuse me, one second, I'll find it for you. And um, but he wasn't able to to get it to take down. And um, yeah, well, well, this I do know that at one point, uh, not to spend any more time on this, but at one point, uh, Google did say that uh, that it had to be removed, and we sent a legal notice to him as well, and he just refused to, to abide to the notice. That's what I'm saying. It's, this will be an interesting. I totally, when you, when you said it all, just, uh, it's one of those things I've lived with for about four years, but uh, well, definitely I'd, I'd like to see if we're able to uh, do that. More so, I really don't care about it at this point. It's been out there for so long, but more so just to see if there yeah, is a be, way to It'll be a good to, exercise, uh, now obviously, just to show, yeah. show the listeners uh, you know, how the process works or, or does not. Exactly. But, um, yeah, we'll take them step by step. Perfect. Now, there is one other uh, interesting legal development, John. If, mm-hmm. I don't know if we have time, but um, we do. Uh, Go ahead. Two vacancies on the FTC, and um, President Obama has just nominated two people to fill them, and uh-huh. um, and that's really going to signal the kind of a new direction for what you know what the FTC will be will be in the Obama era. And, are, are um, they are they people with experience, Bennett? Do you know? Or are they just? Yeah, uh, um, I, I do not know them personally. Um, right. But you know, there are there are two people he's he named. One has, um, they both have um, you know, extensive experience. One's actually a law school classmate of his. And, um, oh, wow. And um, who's a lawyer out, out here in the West Coast here in L.A., um, Edith Ramirez. And she works with a, a very well-respected um, firm that does a lot of IP stuff in, in litigation, Quinn Emanuel. And, um, you know, she's represented a lot of um, companies such as Disney, ABC, um, and um, 
she had some major cases for Mattel. And the thing I liked about her was the fact that, you know, she's done work um, in, you know, antitrust and in, in fraud and IP. But uh, the fact that she's worked with you know, groups like Disney and ABC suggests that she will have an understanding of new media. And um, and that's an important thing. I mean, she may not, um, she may be, be aggressive in, in enforcement, but I think she at, least, you know, she at least has an appreciation for new media, and I think that that's a positive sign. Now, the other nominee is, um, her name is Julie Brill, and she comes from a background in the public sector. She's been, uh, she was senior deputy attorney general and chief of consumer protection and antitrust for the North Carolina Department of Justice, and before that, worked for the Vermont Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division um, for over 20 years. So here's someone with a strong um, you know, consumer protection background, and she's been very right. active. In fact, she's won awards for some of her work done in privacy and, as well. So here's someone I think that's going to play a leadership role in the commission in terms of pushing initiatives um, on, the, on the online space. And so, you know, obviously, making sure that she's fully informed and uh, on online issues is going to be very important. It'd be interesting to see what she says at in, in her confirmation hearing. Now, do will they have to go through the same confirmation hearing that uh, that uh, that appointed judges and all have to go through? Is it that intense? exactly? Well, anyone appointed to anything. Uh, you know, the above a certain level is um, you know from deputy assistant secretary above um, is subject to a confirmation, and um, and so it, you know, I've yet to see a um, FTC nominee that has been con controversial. So this should um, go through. Although you know there are battles, and sometimes people you know tend to hold nominations hostage for leverage in something completely unrelated. And, um, you know, I've seen that happen as well. So if, if someone brings something up um, and, and somehow has a battle with Obama and wants to hold up the nomination, they can. Well, I notice also there's a lot of appointed czar positions out there that where these people aren't up for that same type of scrutiny. Is there anything that in that czardom, if you will, that is related to, to e-commerce and the Internet? Well, in terms of those two, those two nominees... No, in terms of other nominees that would, would come at, uh, at a lesser vetting program. Um, no, the, the, the biggest nominee that he had was the, um, the nominee for the Federal Communications um, Commission, and he's you know, Jules uh, Janikowski, and um, you know, big uh, Google background, and at one point was thought to be the, the lead for the uh, so-called technologies are. And, um, and he's definitely been heading up some major initiatives on the Internet front from net neutrality to expanding bandwidth, you know, which actually from an online advertiser perspective is important. And um, so, but he's also running into a lot of interference um, with the, the telecoms who, who don't agree with him on net neutrality. And already you have um, you know, Senator McCain and others um, you know, trying to strip the FCC of authority to even um, implement it, the, its existing um, net neutrality guidelines. So, I mean, that that's going to be a fight. Um, that's that is um, two giants going to be fighting it out because you have Google and the, and the increasing you know the, the online community, which is growing in strength. But then you have you know the big boys, the New York Yankees, so to speak, um, with AT and T, Comcast, and all the others, and. Um, that that's Godzilla versus um, King Kong and that one.
Mm -hmm. Well, we just got we have a few more minutes, a couple minutes left here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the roundtable that's coming up in Washington D.C. and also talk a little bit more about the new blog that you've got out as well, too. Sure. Um, well, the roundtable is it's the FTC roundtable. It's a part of the first in a series, and um, it's going to be on December seventh, and it's available. You can watch it online, um, and um, it's going to have several panels. The first first one kind of dealing with consumer expectations and you know, what are the benefits and use of consumer data and then it's going to move on to um, online behavioral advertising and information brokers and then potential regulatory frameworks and um, just the way it's structured in terms of talking about consumer expectations and disclosures and I really think you know, the morning is going to be it will really set the tone um, for what to expect in terms of discussion on the uh, regulatory side. Um, they've just announced um, the second date um, for the program, which will actually be on the left coast, and, um, and particularly when I use that term um, appropriately because it's being held at Berkeley, and on uh, January 28th. So, uh, you know, if you guys kind of got your tie-dye, um, you may want to you know, venture over to uh, Bolt Law School and uh, in Berkeley and uh, check it out. But, um, you know, so that then we probably have greater West Coast participation. But both of them are uh, going to be webcast, and um, so you can watch them live from the, you know, from wherever you are. Um, in terms of the um, the blog, we've rebranded um, the Internet Law Center has rebranded Monday Memo, you know, the award winning newsletter we had, um, as to um, to be Cyber Report, and uh, we have a new blog that will have you know, the current and future issues of the Cyber Report. And it's um, ilccyberreport.wordpress.com. Um, and check it out. Let us know what you think. And um, we'll probably be having a Cyber Report and then shortly. Yeah, sure. If you'll send me the link on that, we'll get that posted up uh, on oh, the sure, happily. radio site as well. So people can go there and just uh, go to that as well. And so... Right now. Well, very good. Well, it comes at a great time. We're going to take another short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Sydney Mora. She's going to talk about some hot offers and some things that are going on in and around her corner of the world. And then uh, Kevin and I are going to talk a little bit about some things that XY7 Rapid Response Market is doing, not only in the local community, but also uh, to help people that are a little less fortunate than us. So I'm looking forward to that conversation and getting everybody involved with that. So uh, stick around. We've got one more segment of Inbox Radio. So I'm the big fabu, John Fondy, and uh, we'll be right back. Brasco tossing it off to you. We'll be right back right after these very short messages. Thank you. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inbox will return after this. Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with Internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle & Company. The card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lytle. L-I-T-L-E dot com. 
Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back. This is video.com the big fabu john fondy and as we kind of continue with our show here a little background music thanking everybody for for uh joining us here if you do have questions for our online experts you may want to go to webmasterradio.fm which you're listening on right now go into that chat room and you can ask an online question we'll be happy to answer that question live on the air or you also can go to inboxedradio.com we have a chat room there that you can enter throw up uh, some information we'll try to answer that question on the air as well so anyway uh, we're uh, in just a moment we're going to be bringing uh, Sydney Mora on here, and she's going to talk a little bit about her hot offers and stuff like that. But, you know, Kevin, from time to time, it's really great to have to have Bennett on because there is a whole legal side of this whole industry that a lot of people don't realize that if you don't, if you're not armed with the most up-to-date information, just as you had discussed before with the ISP, you can find yourself sometimes in a little bit of hot water. You know, there's so much information out there. It's funny. as uh, As I was sitting there in the lunchroom, and, and by the way, Sydney makes some amazing hot dogs. Um, as I was sitting in the lunchroom, one of our guys here, uh, Ken, started briefing me on the, uh, the whole challenge that's happening right now with the incentivized uh, marketing as well, which I was, I was unaware of, uh, just because we, we've been out of incentivized marketing for the most part for, you know, for well over a year. Um, and the Wall Street Journal's been covering it, and they're getting a lot of heat right now for running continuity programs. Um, and, yeah, if you don't read and you don't keep up on it, uh, it it's... Uh, it's great to to get Bennett's Monday memo or now his cyber report and to just get different digests because there's so much out there. And if you're not up on it, you just don't know what you're missing. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't even know, you know, the new laws that are uh, going to affect December 2nd. And uh, next week, Bennett and I will cover that in regards to um, testimonials and what have you. You know, so it, there's just so much. And so a lot of times you could be out there doing what you've been doing that you thought was right and now be a violation of the law and potentially face a, uh, you know, a legal ramification that could be huge and, and cost you, uh, you know, uh, not just money but time to be able to, uh, to fight it. And if you're wrong, then, you know, <laughs> worse than that. So it's, it's definitely important to, uh, to keep up. And I thank people like Bennett for, uh, 
for helping us with these memos and these concise uh, ways to get our information. Well, I think the one thing, it's always great to have, uh, you know, to make sure that you have a hot lunchroom, but it's always great to have hot offers. And here with us is Sydney. Hello. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Of course. You know. How are things? So tell me a little bit about the hot dog. Things, things are great. I'll tell you, that was one of the best hot dogs I ever had, John, honest to God. Toasted bun, cheese on top, amazing. <laughs> you, know, that's, you know, that's one thing that we can certainly count on with Sydney is toasted buns. Oh, my goodness. You went there, didn't you? Well, I, well, I'm talking about the kitchen. The kitchen I'm talking about. <laughs> I accidentally Oops. burned them this morning. You she, burned yeah, your buns? Burned buns. So my, my, fir- my first set of buns were burned, but uh, she, she came through because my actual, my actual hot dog with the, the correct bun was perfect. So you had a replacement bun for the burned bun. Exactly. I did. Exactly. But, John, John, when you actually come out of the studio and you go to get your hot dogs, there is no buns left. Just FYI. You burned all the buns. You just you just get the hot dog. Just get the hot dog. Wow, you know that's that's well. But actually, you know, I, I won't just walk over to the uh, to the lunchroom. I'm actually going to take my prestigious inbox radio corporate ride all the way over there as well. Oh, our our shopping cart that we gave you. That is not a shopping cart. That is a, that is my corporate company car from Inbox Radio. <laughs> that, that is a vehicle. Yeah. And it's also great. And the great thing about this is now I'm actually going to be shopping for a designated driver because, you know, we get pretty wild here at Inbox Radio as well. Well, you know, it was an adventure just to get that for you, right? Uh, say it again. It was an adventure just to get you that, right? You know that. You got that from the chopper, right? Yeah, just to, just to, uh, to fill all the listeners in, we, uh, one, one of our other employees here, Andrew, wanted to make chili for everybody because we do have a kitchen and everybody cooks for everybody. And it's like a firehouse here. Um, so we went shopping and uh, ended up bringing the cart back to the office. So, of course, uh, the click father, not wanting to pass on an opportunity for a good lap, took the shopping cart and strategically placed it in John Fondy's um, uh, studio with a sign on it that, hey, if you don't close enough deals, you're going to be living in this cart. Of course, as luck would have it, John walks in with a client the next morning to walk him around, and <laughs> lo and behold, opens up his door, and there's his shopping cart. <laughs> so uh, that's just so, bringing everybody uh, up to speed on, on John's new corporate ride. And it was it was so great. So the look on the corporate uh, the look on the client's face was was what is this? Because the, it was actually the corporate sponsor that saw the corporate ride first and I didn't actually see the sign that was on it and so um, I said yes we're performance based market around here we make sure that everybody understands how critical we are of your business so it was a again it was a great it was a great way to walk in uh, to uh, to start a, a new week here at uh, at inboxed radio so anyway and maybe you could park uh, it next to the Lamborghinis uh, you know during the affiliate summit John you know we'll line up all the nice cars and put your car right in between them all I think it's great because I th- I think the metal st- stickers will stick to it really well and and I I think Actually, it's one well. of those things where, you know, depending on how good you've done in the affiliate business, some of you'll get to drive our Lamborghinis and others you will be driving my shopping cart. So <laughs> keep that in mind as well. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Sid, what's hot? What's new? What's going on? And uh, at your end of the of the of the tray there. Oh, we've got some really good offers going. Um, the long-awaited e-cig offer, which is called Smart Smoker in our system, has finally gone up, and it's doing really well for us. So we're trying to get that out to as many people that are looking for it. 
Um, and now that the holidays are upon us, we've got uh, three different Mail by Santa offers that are going right now. So um, get with your affiliate manager if you are looking to get that. Um, and we're also working on some personalized ornament offers coming through. And for Thanksgiving, we actually have an email submit for a Thanksgiving page, so check that one out as well. We've got some pretty good things going on right now. Great. How's that hot hey, dog going to stick off? Really coming? quick, John. I'm sorry. On the e-cig offer, you know, I take a lot of people ask us for an e-cig offer, uh, and especially one with no cap because um, what's happening is a lot of these, a lot of these are camping um, after a couple hundred orders, just they don't have the capacity to be able to fill them. So uh, we got a no cap deal with the absolute highest payout. So definitely, um, so de- definitely uh, take a look at that. Sid, why don't you give me your information? Uh, it's Sydney at xy7.com, C-Y-D-N-E-Y at xy7.com, or you can call me 702-216-4015. And that's tips on how to make good cheese dogs as well, right? Oh, of course. Or any kind of office lunches that you need tips on. Awesome. Well, 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 we'll see after you get Andrew's chili tomorrow for even here next week. Well, it's gonna oh, it's gonna get kind of cold out, and we're talking about uh, about uh, you know all this great great opportunity we have. But Kevin, I have to hand, take my hat off to you and the entire inbox, to, as well as the XY Seven staff. We're kind of getting into the holidays, but not thinking about ourselves. We're really thinking about those a lot uh, that are less fortunate. And for the last twelve years, you, years you've been supporting the KLUC Toy Drive. Uh, that that supports help of Southern Nevada here in Las Vegas, and you're you're doing it in a big way this time, aren't you? Yeah, you know, every, every year we try and contribute more and more, John. No matter what uh, our our economic situation is as a company, doesn't matter whether we do uh, well for the year or not. Not that we haven't done well, but you know, it, it's uh, we we find new new ways to get a bigger bang for our buck and do uh, do better. Last year, um, we we took a picture and put it in Revenue Magazine. We bought an ad. To show everybody, I think we did uh, twenty-five thousand uh, dollars worth of toys. Um, this year, our goal is going to be uh, a bit higher. Um, we're putting a website up. So basically, what happens is um, um, we go, we get toys. Uh, last year, we got them from California. We actually uh, two guys offered to drive out there. They drove out. They went to a wholesale house, got the toys, loaded them in a big uh, a big truck, and drove them down here. Um, this year we actually got a, a deal with some local uh, larger retail chains, I can't really mention the names, um, that are giving us a Black Friday discount plus an additional 25% of anything over $10,000 one-time purchases. So it's going to allow us to really get a good bang for our buck. So um, we're really looking forward to doing that again this year. And, and uh, the great thing is it goes directly to the charity. So we give the toys, they're unwrapped, they take them, they put them in a uh, storefront-type setting. They give people vouchers so they still have dignity when they go shopping for their, their kids for Christmas. So it's a, it's a great, great charity. We love to support it. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And in addition to that, uh, this Saturday, John, you, uh, you, you got us involved with this one. We're doing a uh, homeless charity. I don't know if you want to touch on that as far as what we'll be doing. I know my daughter's involved. My wife is coming out, and uh, a couple of our employees are coming out as well, as, along with you. Um, do you want to touch on that one, John? Yeah, this is the uh, Calvary Downtown Outreach Program, and basically uh, every every Saturday, uh, what we're able to do is provide uh, a full meal for uh, those that are less fortunate that are living in the downtown area of Las Vegas. And basically, what we do is we get there about nine o'clock in the morning, and we we set up canopies, and we set up tents, and we set up music, and and we've got guitar players, and we've got bass players, and harmonica players, and singers that come in, and we really really treat these 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 individuals. Uh, to a really a great Saturday, and then we also have additional things like toiletries, and we provide 
other other food items for them to take with them so that uh, so they can kind of make it through the week and uh, you know there's a lot there's a lot um, to Las Vegas but there's also a lot to the giving side of Las Vegas out here and uh, and that's the great thing that I'm excited about is that we're actually able to get down and and uh, we're actually taking some young people down I know your daughter's going and I think it's you know as as parents and and as role models uh, you know in the community you can you get a lot more done by actually doing something rather than talking about it and I think it makes an impact not only on the youth that's here in Las Vegas but around the country and and so I'm excited to be a part uh, of doing that once a month and and uh, I, I got to tell you Kev I don't know who gets more out of this whether whether the individuals we help or, or whether we do because uh, you really walk away with a, with a, a new appreciation for what you have in your life regardless of what you have. No, definitely. You know, it's not just throwing money at a problem. I mean, that there's uh, there's definitely a uh, you you can really be involved. You know, and and uh, I with an unemployment rate of thirteen point nine percent in Vegas. Obviously, it's not just you know people that uh, lost their money gambling or did you know had some stupidity happen in their life that that was self inflicted. There's a lot of families now that have become homeless. Um, so, and I know you also work with Child Haven, John. So you get to see that end of it as well, where where a lot of kids are brought into Child Haven, which is a ch- uh, children's charity. For abuse and neglected children, neglected also if they're uh, homeless. Is that correct, John? Well, it is. In fact, in many cases, uh, the uh, you'll you'll find that there will be families, and uh, and unfortunately, with the Child Haven program, you can't uh, be admitted into that program unless there's been some type of a crime that's been committed. And uh, oh, wow. so, so and when and when that takes place, regardless of what it may be, maybe it might be an argument in the home, or it might, uh, you may have left your child in the car and ran in to get a quart of milk or something like that. Well, that's when the state and the county intervene, and uh, that's when those children go into these programs. But more so than that, that Child Haven program actually helps to keep the to keep siblings together. You know, it's really hard to uh, to uh, adopt a family of four or five people. At the 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 foster families don't have the resources, and Child Haven helps to keep those those kids together. And uh, so, yeah, we uh, we have a, a television variety show where all the big stars of Las Vegas come out, and that's how we raise the awareness for the for the children there at Child Haven. And so, I'm really excited uh, again to be involved. Uh, um, not only uh, with the uh, the KOC toy drive, but also the fact that we're getting out in the community, and we'll be there for probably four or five hours uh, working with this. But you're absolutely right. You'll see what I would res- I would call you know normal families will be down there on Saturday, and uh, I think you're going to really get a, a, an eye opening. I think it's going to be great for your family to actually see that, and I think it, I think it's one thing will actually even help to bring other families even closer together. I agree. I agree. It's definitely uh, it's great to give back to the community, and, and we're very happy to do it and give our time and uh, and money and effort to do things like that. That's uh, I'm a big advocate of actually doing, you know, not just uh, throwing money at something. So it's uh, I'm excited. I really look forward to it. Well, you and I started talking about this. One of our very first conversations that you and I had wasn't necessarily about us uh, getting together and, and doing work. It was about providing an opportunity for the homeless people in this community. And that kind of tells the, our audience what kind of guy you are. We're talking about that even before we're talking about making money together. Well, well the funny thing was I served on a, uh, a jury panel a, a few years back. And, and uh, as I was a prospective juror, the, uh, the attorney you know, said, So, Kevin, what would you do about a homeless problem here in Las Vegas? And uh, and as blind as I was to the whole thing, I said, well, what homeless problem? I mean, you know, I figured, okay, so people, that, the rooms were so cheap even at that time that people, there probably wasn't that many homeless people, you know. They were able to, to hustle up a couple bucks or what have you. Um, so I really was unaware of that. That day driving away from the courthouse, 
um, I passed by City Hall entering the highway. Opposite of City Hall is where all the homeless uh, tents are set up, as crazy as that is. <laughs> so at that point, I saw that and went, wow. And, and from there, that, then I made it my mission to really get involved with a lot of this. Um, you know, and I know in the, in, in the, in the world that, that we're in, somebody copies your idea. You go, oh, man, they copied my idea. I can't believe that. There's actually an idea when John and I first met about uh, opening up a rehabilitation center and getting a building and uh, re, 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 uh, getting people off the streets and families uh, reunited and all these different things, uh, get them jobs and what have you. This whole master plan planned out um, and just started you know, working on meeting with the mayor and doing all these different things. Well, guess what? Lo and behold, somebody just did exactly what our idea was. So I went to John, you know, showed him the article in the paper, said, look, it's been done for us. So we're also going to be involved with them from a uh, business coaching standpoint. We're going to go in once a week, myself, a couple of my employees, John as well, um, and coach people. It's all families that have uh, unfortunately been uh, homeless. Coach the, uh, the parents to get back into the work field, tell them what they can do, give them some ideas, give them clothing, give them a phone number to be able to use, a mailing address, teach them how to use the Internet to search for jobs. Uh, under, uncovered different skills they may have and what have you. I mean, that's, you know, that's truly a way of giving back, at least for us. Well, it is, and, it's, and like you said, it's, uh, a lot of people could just throw money at it, and, uh, and here's a way that you could get involved. And if, you are, if, you, if you're not in Vegas and you, and, you, and you want to get involved in the KLUC Toy Drive that's going to support uh, help of Southern Nevada through our good friend Chet Buchanan over at KLUC, you, uh, you can actually give us a, uh, a tax-deductible charitable donation, which we will then uh, basically take that, purchase those toys, and take them down there, as, uh, and your name will actually go on the website and uh, as a contributor to this cause, and we're just putting the finishing touches on it, so if you can't wait, uh, either give Kevin or myself a call. Uh, that's john at xy7.com or kevin at xy7.com if you want to get involved, and we'll make sure that uh, your donation goes to the right place and the right credit is given for that. Well, on behalf of, of course, uh, Bennett Kelly, who is with us, uh, I want to thank um, Sidney Mora for being on and giving us those hot tips as well. Didn't quite get uh, the doctor in today because we know he is traveling, and there could have been some problems with that plane flight. Uh, but, uh, Kevin, congratulations going out to you and your staff and wish you all the best uh, getting involved in, the, in those charities and helping people that are a little bit less fortunate than us. And, and again, I can't thank you enough for the, the corporate car. That, that, that really meant a lot to me. John, you know, the, it's the corporate cart, actually, and uh, you, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure to, uh, to, to provide you with the corporate cart. <laughs> And we want to thank, of course, our good friend Brasco that's uh, twisting the dials for us here today back there at Webmaster Radio. Again, want to remind you that we do our live show at 2 p.m. That's Pacific every Wednesday and 5 p.m. if you're on the right coast, as Bennett says. And, of course, you can always go to inboxedradio.com. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D radio.com. Listen to the archives. And if you'd like to appear on our show, just go ahead and create a quick email out to us. Tell us what your topic would be. We'd love to have you on the show as we can bring these experts out because it's not all about us. It's about what goes in to that inbox. For Inbox Radio, I'm the Big Fabu. I'm John Fondy. We'll see you again next week. Make it a great, great week. week. Thank you.